Hey, welcome back to Dudes Doing Business. My name is Dave. Before we get into the podcast today, let's give a big shout out to Rowdy Gentlemen. Our friends at RG, go check out our spring 2018 line. Swim trunks, Hawaiians, the t-shirts, the hats, all of it. It's fantastic. If you've been following any of us on Instagram or Twitter, you see that we're wearing it out. I've got my swim trunks ready to go for my little Cabo trip in April. Pretty pumped about that. Uh, go to RowdyGentleman.com and uh, check it out. I think you're going to like it. We've been getting a lot of good feedback on it. So please take advantage of the deals that are on there now. Today's episode is going to be a good one. We have some direct message questions, some voicemails, and even a new segment introduced by the one and only producer, Micah. So let's just get right into it. All right, here we are, doing some business. It's me, Madison, Joe. What's up, boys? Not too much, Dave. How you living? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm living well. Living well. We got producer Micah over here, looking good, throwing it low. What uh, what do we got here? Oh, we got some calls today. I know I just teased it, but I'm I'm pretty fired up for this office drama. I do it in quotes. We'll see how dramatic it is because we have a long, rich history of dramatic office calls on this podcast. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to top some of the uh, the past ones. If you're the guy who called in like a year ago, or maybe it was like six months ago, and you had relations with the coworker. Let me know, like hit me on Snapchat and I won't screenshot it. Just let me know how it's going. Like, are you still at Wait, that what job? Do you, what do you want him to Snapchat you? That's I, to get little, pics. That I, sounded a little provocative. Well, okay, Snapchat, it's the safest way, so it's not in writing. I just don't want this guy to go down. You could dust it. Yeah, cyber, cyber dust probably me. safer. <laughs> or just send me a... Because nobody knows what cyber dust is. Send me a handwritten note. Yeah. No, that's probably the most incriminating thing you could possibly do. You know, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, this is like legitimately six months ago, we got this call from this young man who was in a dilemma. He had begun an affair with an Amer- a married co-worker. He had been seduced by her and he wanted out. He recognized the the bad nature of his ways and I think he got out. Yeah, I think he handled it or well. Or he's dead. I bet he, yeah, he might be face down. We haven't heard from him. I don't know. Yeah, he could be a missing person. Hopefully not. Let me know if you're alive. How about your day yesterday? Yesterday was a big day. Yesterday was a great day. It was uh, up there in my Grand X career as uh, productivity was through the roof. We were invited out to Austin Country Club, site of the 2018 Dell Match Play Golf Tournament. Mm-hmm. And they did a media challenge celeb shot thing with Sergio and Ben Crenshaw and some kids from local charities. And they had a riverboat in the middle of Lake Austin. And on hole 13 at ACC, they had a closest to the pin and it was cool they gave us some access with sergio i got to do my first boat interview out of nowhere it was an interview on a boat with sergio garcia noted um masters winner masters winner pga uh, champion many other many other or uh, players champion excuse me pga tournament winner uh man i I still think of sergio as like the young guy on the tour el nino yeah i just think back to like watching yeah, yeah, and and everybody saying like that because it took him a, a while to win a major, right? He was uh, perennially the best player to never win a major. Yeah, that's right. And he, but I learned this yesterday: thirty-three victories internationally, 
over $45 million on the uh, earned all time. That's a lot. Must be nice. He's earned more than I have. So far. Thus far. It's early. Don't count Dave out yet. Let me just say nice guy. Super nice guy. I was a little worried because he had gone through the media gauntlet with the local outlets. And I I mean, you know, we we were just three. It was Dylan, Will, and I. And we had Dan there videotaping. We just we just looked out of place, but, but he couldn't have been cooler. Well, it was it was spectacular to see you sit down with Sergio Garcia and throw out uh, your your uh, standard rap list of questions that you would uh, that you would just you know interview someone that is not as big and famous, but you you know you just went for it, and he has kind of not the most charismatic personality. <laughs> well, he but. But I think he, I think, I think he got your vibe. I think he got your jokes. I think he did. Um, it was. Let me say, it was really awkward because the boat, well, there was a boat that sh- that ferried us to and from the riverboat, and that we were on the one taking him back, and it's like a tiny, you know, probably eight people can fit on it, and the three of the four of us were at the front of the boat, and then the other uh, half had his manager, some people from the PGA Tour, their communications department. Shout out to Nick for letting us on there and so they were all watching this and i don't i mean i was like i was nervous and honestly after watching him with the local media i had to change a bunch of my questions because i could kind of tell like he didn't want to talk about living in austin because he doesn't really make his home here it's See, just a, yeah. a place he has a house that's that that is thinking on your toes that is that's why you do what you do you, you know i could not tell you were nervous i mean i assumed you were nervous but you did not come off nervous in the interview I appreciate you ma- you that. You masked it well. Can I tell you this? What helped, and I know this is generic and everybody already knows this, but you need to do it. If you're nervous and you're about to give like a speaking engagement, deep breathing. Mm. I was deep breathing. Like I was I was trying to talk to Will and Dylan while we we're waiting. And like I would like turn and just kind of take some deep breaths, hold it and blow it out. Did you do a cold plunge? I didn't do the cold plunge. I didn't go full Wim Hof. <laughs> Maybe I should have. Um, Dave, why'd you just jump in the lake? You know, I, they let us hit some shots onto the uh, onto the green, and I said, if if I put one in the hole, I'm jumping in the water. <laughs> the odds were against me, and I, I ended up missing the green completely. So, also Ben Crenshaw, Tom Kite, both Tom there. Tom Kite was out there. Ben Crenshaw. I was a little upset we didn't get to talk to Gentle Ben, but well, he's he was a, out there killing it. He's a he's a uh, deeply ingrained Austin dude. I'm sure we can make that happen at some point. It's funny, man. It he was just walking around afterward like by himself he's a fast walker too and he uh you know he doesn't have a handler he's like you could tell he was just interacting with people he's a normal guy he's won two green jackets two green jackets 84 year of my birth and 95 at the ripe age of 43 what a guy his his daughter went to austin high same high school he's also got a great old man frat shag it's gray (laughs) it's silver it's beautiful comes out the other end of the hat the bottom end you know it's got the flare at the wind it's yeah badass yeah he's he's uh he's super involved in the save muni stuff that uh the the our friends over at cricket shirts they're also heavily involved in the muni stuff so i'm sure we can we can probably get old ben maybe pop into the studio sometime that we could yeah he, there's no way one. he lives that far from here he's also our brother that's right that is right sorry he's a brother under the crimson cross yeah, he was a fraternity brother with my dad at UT. So shouts to Ben. One thing I noticed that he did yesterday that was very gentlemanly, um, it's something I actually learned as a pledge. So his they partnered him up with a, a young girl 
like probably like a 12 year old girl who's like a prodigy uh, for one of these charities. So she hit a shot, and when he met her, took his hat off, shook oh, her hand. Man, what and a, I was like, man, that's old school. What a southern gentleman. That's gentle Ben for you. You know what? That just reminded me of a quick story that I feel compelled to tell. Uh, so this is this is maybe one of the uh, the peak moments of my life. Um, so I went to Austin High School. George W. Bush, our then governor of Texas, his daughters also went to Austin High School. And my sister, my older sister, was was and is still pretty good friends with them. So just like totally coincidental. Like I have no business commingling with uh, the Bushes, but because of this like you know odd situation where the governor of Texas can't send his kids to private school, so sends them to the you know, the, the notorious Austin high school, uh, my sister became friends with them. And, uh, lo and behold, a couple years, uh, I, I think I was a sophomore in college. My family got invited to the friends and family Christmas party at the white house. And we went, it was, it was insane. Uh, I, I don't, I, I can't go into too much details, but it was a wild party. And Ben Crenshaw was there, and I had just been initiated as a KA. And I walked up to him and did the, uh, there's like a test when you're a KA. Oh, come on. And he, you tested Crenshaw? I tested Ben Crenshaw <laughs> at the White House, oh, that's so and he didn't know what I was talking about. Oh. He was probably completely Not frat. Yeah. So it was, uh, but but it was it was uh, easily a peak moment of my life, even though it didn't go as planned. Did you explain what you were trying to do? I think I did awkwardly, and then I just walked away. But he shook yeah. my hand. I mean, he was nice about it. Oh man, brother Ben, <laughs> two thousand six <laughs> KA Sportsman of the Year. But that's like one of those things where where I, I had no business being like within that mix. No, but I got I I I. Snuck in somehow. I love is, that you went for it. Is there a business lesson to be gleaned from this moment? No, just kind of a humble brag. Just don't drink no. too much. Act like you've been there before. <laughs> don't join a frat. Don't drink a lot. Pretty much it. Yeah, don't uh, fraternity test celebrities. That's that's probably the lesson. <laughs> okay, well that's a great segue. Let's let's hit these calls up. Yo, dudes, uh, this is Harry. I work for an airline in the South on operational shift on the night shift, and I was just listening to um, the episode where you talk about the night shift with the work in the power plant. Um, the best advice I have for him, uh, being a night shift guy for about a year now, is on your off days, take melatonin. It will help you sleep like normal people, and it'll completely take you off your night shift schedule for two days and it'll put you straight back into normal people time. And then as soon as you go back to work, um, don't stop taking melatonin and your body will just completely readjust. At least that's my case. So um, I, that, when I was working five days on and two days off, that's what I did. I currently work three days on and four days off, uh, three 12-hour shifts. And um, I don't do that anymore. Um, I usually just kind of wing it and flip my body each time, which kind of sucks. But... Um, if it's a if it's like a five day on two day off gig, when I was doing that, the best thing to do is just to take melatonin on your days off and sleep like a try to sleep like a normal human being. Um, that usually worked for me. 
So uh, just some advice for you there, man. All right. Bye. Great tip. Wow. So, <clears throat> yeah, I guess I, I wasn't considering that some people alternate between working night shifts and then having off days where they try to sleep normal. That seems insane. Like, I, I feel like if I was going to do night shift work, I would just completely be nocturnal. It's tough. Even, though, on, my, even on my off days. I feel like you get, you get depressed or something, you know? That's got to be hell yeah. on, your, on your brain. Like, just chemically. Yeah. You're like, you just like are choosing to become a vampire, basically. Do you guys do melatonin? Occasionally. I've actually, I actually took it for the first time very recently, and, and I think it worked really well. Was it one of you guys saying that you shouldn't take it every night that you heard yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So that's like one of the, one of the, I've done some research on it. I used to take it like all the time, but it's like not, it's very overdosed typically like do a lot of research on your dose because like there's like 10 milligram melatonin pills that's you crazy get, and that's just too much i accidentally took like a seven or an eight one time yeah that's uh, just too much and dude the next day it was like i had taken nyquil i think the recommended dose is like half a mil half a milligram to one milligram <laughs> oh really because i'm a three boy now yeah i think three i mean i don't think three is like outrageous and it's not a toxic at like any level or whatever you saying i have a problem bro yeah what's dude, the deal this is actually an intervention podcast oh, fuck, for your melatonin it. abuse but um but yeah i mean that guy th this this tip is pretty interesting because like melatonin is like most scientifically like recommended to help with jet lag so this is kind of working a night shift is kind of like self-imposed jet lag in a way. Um, mm. But yeah, you definitely shouldn't do it like too often. Really mm. cool for uh, if you're trying to learn how to lucid dream, though. I dabbled in that after I saw Inception, and it was really <laughs> cool. I forgot I haven't been able to do it in like a really long time, but uh, it's kind of dope. How has this not been a segment? I I've naturally. Not intentionally, but naturally, just uh, lucid dreamed my entire life. Just, I mean, just not not every night, but right. like period, like frequent, yeah. frequently. Dude, you're woke, bro. I know. Well, no, I don't know. he's. Oh yeah, I guess you're not woke. I'm. You're simultaneously simultaneously asleep and woke at the same time. <laughs> have you seen Waking Life? What is it? It's the I don't dude know from Days and Confused. I think it's a. Uh, no, not McConaughey. But the um, <laughs> yeah. The guy who went on to do uh, the older guy, the cool older guy who's like the main ben character, Affleck? not Ben Affleck. <laughs> Fuck him. Uh, I don't know his name. Okay, well that's all I got. Nobody's seen the movie. I think it was really Austin or something. Anyway, it's about lucid dreaming. So if you're into that, mm. like Joe is, <laughs> lucid dreaming's tight. I've always yeah, I've always been upset that I could never learn to like recognize that I was in a dream and then like fly around and do dope shit. We sh yeah, we should get into it more on another pod, but like one of the best things you can do to like start is like just like have like a dream journal situation in your phone because you dream every single night. Like even if you don't feel like it, the and like the first step to kind of being able to lucid dream is improving your dream recall. And so if like if you wake up and immediately like write in your phone like what you dreamed about, you'll start to your brain will start to work to remember the dreams better instead mm. of just throwing it away. Because like you only remember it for like a minute after you wake up, and then it's just dumped, gone forever. Can't let my wife see it. <laughs> uh, married guy humor. You'll be there soon, bro. <laughs> you know, uh, Alpha Brain promotes lucid dreaming. I've heard. Yeah, this. I've heard that too. I've never, I've never used it for that purpose, but I it's. I've definitely, I, I think like when I first started taking it 
for the first couple of weeks, it was I was having like lucid dreams every night. Yeah. Well, melatonin, like, really, like, if you've got, if you like took melatonin like more frequently and like already have some decent experience, lucid dreams, like you will get like ridiculous control mm-hmm. and everything i've noticed it the most if if i've been like real sick like had the flu or a bad cold where i'm like laying in bed and kind of like sleeping like nodding off during the day that it's it happens more intensely i had a doctor tell me why hmm. uh, he said when you have a virus it causes your synapses to fire uh, oh. randomly mm. so it creates weird bizarre dreams oh this is a doctor in San Marcos, though, oh. when I was in college. Well. So who knows what that guy's credentials are. But I swear I was told that. That's not where you go to practice medicine when you graduate top of your class. Cer- <laughs> certainly not. You go to New Braunfels. <laughs> All right, next call. What's up, guys? This is Steve from Atlanta. Got um, a question for you. Uh, what's your opinion on inner office drama? You know? In other words, people just shitting on each other behind each other's backs. Today I uh, got a little bit of... Uh, a little reckless out there, you know, a little, little John's been stirring up. So, I don't know. Love to hear y'all's take on it, any kind of horror stories or, you know, anything like that. Love to hear it. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Bye. All right. I'll apologize. I oversold the office drama question. I thought there was going to be a story there. I'm anti-anybody shitting on anybody. Yeah, don't talk shit. Talk shit, get hit. Well, not with a HR complaint. Yeah, you should never <laughs> do that. Yeah, I... I mean, I'm completely anti-office drama. If you're unhappy with something going on in your office and, like, you know, you're not going to take the agency to change it, you just have to complain to someone, like, don't complain to someone else in the office. Fucking write it in your in your dream journal. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln used to write, <laughs> yeah, I know, he used to write, if he was pissed off at someone, he, used, he would write, like, a really angry letter like sign it, date it, put it in an envelope, and like throw it away. Just get it. Just that's like a waste of yeah. paper. I there there. I mean, there have been many emails that I've typed out and deleted. Yeah, that were like written in anger. Thanks. I'm glad I deleted. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think every office is going to have that dynamic, right? Um, unless it's like a commune or something. But just don't don't get caught up in it. You know, don't be the guy in the yeah, break room. Yeah, if you see other people like getting into that or whatever, like just I would just separate yourself from it because, like, you know, work there. There's things you do in your personal life. There's things you do at work, and like you know, you can be in an office that's close knit and friendly and stuff. But that's just gonna kind of drive a wedge in whatever you're doing and fuck with your subconscious. Got to leave that shit in high school. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you want to leave us a message? Hit us up on this hotline, 888-88-DUDES. Give us a call, 30 seconds to a minute. If you got an office drama question like that, tell it, give us a little dirt, man. We want to know some deets. I mean, you know, don't be too long-winded, but I'd like to know what's going down. I'm a nosy guy. I'm what sorry. kind of shit is being talked? Yeah. So to be clear, we're anti-drama in our office, but we hope that there's great drama out there that you can share with us. If you can't change content, just bring it to us. I'll take your content, please. Next call. Hey, dude. uh, Mark R. from Pasadena. Uh, I recently applied for a marketing internship, and the interview went great. 
Um, after the interview, the hiring manager came in and actually took me in his office and told me about a finance position that would better suit me. And um, he said he would give me the position right then and there, but the head of the finance department wasn't in, so they couldn't interview me. Um, I'm guessing they're interested in my skills. Um, and he responded to an email that I sent him two weeks ago. Um, and he hasn't really responded. I called him and emailed him to follow up about the internship as well. So my question to you guys is, should I send him another email, ask him what's going on? Should I take this as they've filled the position or should I just kind of leave it alone or see what's going on in other fields? But uh, I'd love to know your input and uh, thanks. Interesting. So if you've emailed this guy once or twice afterward and even called, he hasn't gotten back with you. It sounds like that may not be the best avenue. I would get a little little adventurous, maybe find a contact in the finance department, the person you were supposed to interview with and say, hey, I interviewed with so-and-so for a marketing position. He mentioned that you had something in the finance department, but you weren't in that day to speak with me. Would love to follow up with you about it. Mm-hmm. I would do that. Find so, another angle. It's a good tip. Get in there. I, I do think, though, if he if, – if, if the interview went that well and this guy led him to believe that there was a very serious opportunity, there's a chance that this guy's just bad at managing his inbox. And I would say you are at least uh, – you shouldn't feel bad about following up until you get a definitive response. Yeah, I mean, I all, agree. all signs have certainly pointed to, like, you're not just going to get – blown off on something if you know you interviewed for one position and got spoken to about another and that's maybe maybe that guy's been out of town for longer than expected this could be the case of a manager who just has a tough time telling somebody bad news and so leaves like an leaves it open for him like doesn't completely shut the door and then just hopes somebody else takes care of it i'm hoping that's not the case or that he goes away but yeah, this follow up with them. This guy, I mean, that's sorry to interview somebody and then not tell them like, "Hey, we didn't go with you." To leave somebody hanging, that's that's sorry. That's happened to all now, of us. That's not to be confused with not, if you were cold soliciting somebody, right? Then don't don't feel like you deserve a response. Correct. I don't think I would do anything else if I responded to any, every email. I get so many. I get so many follow ups to cold emails that are like, that are like, I'd really appreciate a response. And it's like, it's like, dude, like you just invaded my inbox. I don't know you. I don't know what your fucking widget dashboard does, and I don't care. Cosine. I can clip that. Uh, piece of audio you just spoke and you could send that back to people if you like <laughs> just as a quick response yeah I would love that with a link subscribe oh. five stars <laughs> <laughs> let's do some DMs oh no you, let's toss it to break we'll come back we got a couple DMs thanks hey this is Ross Bolin and my new show with producer Micah called the Ross Bolin podcast is available now on iTunes search for the Ross Bolin podcast subscribe check it out We've got segments like Houston Rap Song of the Week, Stuff to Wikipedia When You're High, Animal of the Week, and tons of other random topics. The Ross Bolin Podcast is available on iTunes now. All right, we're back. Before we get into these direct messages, let's talk Man Outfitters, our good friends at Man Outfitters. Have you checked out the new stuff? Have you seen the Billabong? Were you a Billabong guy in high school, either of y'all? I was. 
I was I was anti Billabong. Mm. Have I, you changed? I, I hope so. I had so <laughs> when Ryan Simpson, our uh, the the guy who heads up buying for Man Outfitters, was like, "Hey, I want to pick up Billabong." I was like, "I it." I just had I had a connotation associated with Billabong of like like eighteen inch board shorts and puka you know, shell necklaces, puka shell necklaces. But man, they, so me in high school. It, this is and this is this is one of the what I love from Billabong. Like we've we've picked through and found the best stuff, and they have a whole lot of fits the overall vibe that we're going for on on Man Outfitters. So it's it's definitely worth checking out. Like great price point and really good looking stuff. Yeah. Definitely. And also, we are clearing out. We got some old stuff on there for sale. Crazy deals. You can stack cr- promo code CRYPTO. That's our promo code CRYPTO for 15% off any order of $150 or more. So let's say we got something cleared out at like 30%. That 30% add the uh, promo code to it. Stack them. Stack it. Just like those old coupon shows. Just and like Yeah, it. that sale collection stocked with 50 to 70% off a whole lot of... Patagonia, Vineyard Vines, Rowdy Gentleman, whatever you need. So stock up, man. Now's the time. It's still cold. It's still cold. It might be winding down. But next year, you know it's going to get cold again. Be smart. Invest in the deals now. Yep. Think about that. Great. That's a a great strategy. I mean, you'll, you'll get a little bit of use out of it between now and when it gets real hot. And then you'll have it in the closet for next year, for the, for the entire season, and you're not going to have to pay full price. And one thing that never goes out of style is outerwear. Like right. a Patagonia pullover, I, I still wear one from 2008. Yeah, like, and that's not what, an exaggeration. I mean, if you if it's it's worth spending a little money on nicer outerwear because it, yeah, it can literally last like decades. Yeah. Remember promo code crypto C R Y P T O, fifteen percent off. All right, let's do some DMs. Micah, you want to read these? I would love to, Dave. Okay, this one's from Nick from Chicago. Or actually, we'll do that one next. Uh, hey, dudes, doing business. What do you guys think about playing workplace rec flag football if you're new or bad at the sport? Is it a good networking, or am I just making myself look bad? And this one's signed, Football Cucked Listener. <laughs> he got... We've got to explain that signature, bud. Football cucked. Who huh? cucked you on football? Okay, well, um, this is interesting. So my my cool, fun technical recruiter gig out of college, we had a we had an indoor flag football game against the Dallas office. Um, it was just a one off game, but people took it super seriously, and like it was for people who were into this who could play. And it wasn't like a thing where it's like, oh, we're just going to have fun. It was very competitive. Um, I played in it because I was one of the younger people in the office. And even though I didn't have like a stellar football background, I could still run around and ended up scoring some TDs. And we Mm. won. Shout out to the Fort Worth Drillers. That was our team (laughs) name. Um, Yeah, it was like that. As far as a whole league goes, and that's a fucking, that's a commitment. And assuming you're not 22, I mean, maybe you are. Injuries happen. True. Especially well, the, in football. I think the the problem is he's saying that he's new slash bad at the at rec flag f- football. That's that's the red flag. Don't do it. Yeah, man. If you're you, you new might to be football, you might well, be putting yourself in okay, a real awkward maybe, situation. Maybe if you're just a generally athletic person, 
you could figure it out. Right. But if you're if you're like new slash bad to physical activity in general, don't stay do it. away. Also gauge gauge the co- overall competitive competitiveness. Like some some leagues are like totally casual. Right. Um, you know, if it's like co ed and stuff, like, you know, I mean you can you can go and maybe play a little bit, play center or something. You might get you might get in a league where you got some like ex college burnout athletes yeah. who are just total alphas and who want to relive that competitive stuff. Which shout out to those guys, they're great people, but that's not the league for you. I think if you find yourself in that scenario, you just fake an injury at the end of the first game <laughs> and just say, you know what, guys, uh, my hammy is out. I'm out for the rest mm. of the year. Or show up to every to game. Or show up to every game in a suit with a clipboard. Classic. Be the coach. Be that guy. Or just get real fucking hammered. Yeah, be like I'm so hammered I can't play. I'll <laughs> sit here and just yell at y'all. Yeah, yeah you I could you could coach the team. I mean, you won't actually provide any like beneficial advice or anything since you're new slash bad to this. Sport. No, just like the vanity coach, yeah. like Dave was in uh, intramural intramural basketball. I actually tried to draw up plays because I thought I had a good basketball mind because I did play a lot of basketball. And uh, I remember and big Mavs fan. Love the Mavs. R.I.P. Don Carter. Um, I remember the one time I like tried to get a play at, at like right before the half, and like somebody just looked at me as our point guard Jared Tomlinson, and he's just like, "You're not a real fucking coach, dude." <laughs> I was like, "All right," like he just straight up said that to me, and I was well, like, "Well, he was correct." I mean, yeah, I mean, technically he was, but not much you can you can come back from on that one. No, no, I just kind of took that. I was like, "All right, dude, guess what? We lost that game." So. <laughs> Maybe we should have listened to his coach. <laughs> All right. Um, what do you think, Micah? This guy, should this guy do the league? Is, this guy wanna, is it worth got, blowing a hammy? I think you go out there and you, you feel out your group. You, you go out the first time. And, it, and if, it's, you know, if you're with a bunch of jocks that are, are looking for past, to relive past glories, you yeah. find a way to get out. Yeah, you, you, you don't, if, if it seems like a situation where you, you're going to embarrass yourself, then figure out an exit strategy. And I know we were... Dave joked about showing up hammered. I, I would not suggest doing this in a workplace environment. Yeah, because just to be they're going to come back and joke. when they get beat, because they will get beat eventually. They're they're going to show up to work on Monday and just be like, "Yeah, we got beat, but Steve got hammered. Good, you have fun Friday night, Steve. You dick, football cucked listener. Yeah, football cucked listener. So, uh, all right, let's do another one. This one is from Nick in Chicago. Like I I teased earlier. I am a junior communications major at a university in Chicago. I am planning on going to law school in the future, but will probably take a year or two off to save money since the job prospects for communications majors are pretty broad. I was wondering what sort of jobs I should look into for immediately after graduation that could sharpen some skills for law school and allow me to save some money. Any other suggestions for stuff to do during this time off would be welcome. Thanks a lot, and keep it up, Kings. Are we Kings, too? I guess so. I mean, I know you're a King, Dave, but thank you. Well, this is a great question, Nick. Um, I'm of the mindset that there's really nothing you can do <laughs> that's going to sharpen your skills for law school. Because all law school is is time management, discipline, and reading. You're a communications major, so I'm assuming you are cool with talking in front of big groups of people. Um, that's a big part of it, too, because you're going to have to talk in front of a class, in front of a judge, in front of a professor. 
So it sounds like you're already on the right path, um, but there's nothing you're going to do that's going to give you an edge, honestly. What about what about getting some low-level job at a law firm, like an assistant or uh, uh, office manager or so- something that you just kind of get a little bit acclimated to the environment? I don't hate that, except for like practicing law and going and learning, like going to law school are, are completely different things because they don't really teach you how to practice law in law school. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, no, they don't. They just they it's just basically a weed weeding you out. Like, can you uh, do you know how to handle, you know, juggle a bunch of balls at one time? Do you know how to uh, brief a case? I mean, maybe some of that, but it doesn't pay well. That's another thing. So if you're looking to save money, uh, if you go work at a law firm without a law degree, you're not you're not going to make much unless you get in like a, a big law firm's marketing or advertising department, which. I don't know. Those jobs are very competitive. What if he what if he just asks his dad for like an associate's role at his family law firm? Yeah, I think that's definitely the move. Okay. Where you're just doing some like low level easy divorces, maybe some wills and trusts. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff that, that you can't really fuck up. Stuff that you can't. I mean, there's templates for it. You just, yeah. just plug you know, plug just in Google the right it. names and you're good. Good question though. Hey, I, I went on a rant last podcast. It wasn't a rant. Somebody asked a question about law school, and I gave a pretty good answer, I feel like, like two minutes of me talking. Uh, this is after y'all left. and Go back and listen to that, and hopefully that will tell you whether you really want to go to law school or not. Something to think about either way. You got any more? Yeah. Actually, this, this is a new segment, uh, and this is a little cheap promotional plug for Dave's other podcast, Touching Base. They play a game there called Vice Headlines, where Dave makes up some vice headlines and then pulls some real vice headlines and the guys decide if they're real or fake. This is a headline I saw from Bloomberg today. It is real, but I wanted to share it with you guys and get your take on it. Apple's new spaceship campus has one flaw, and it hurts. Now, that's clickable. That is a clickable headline. Spaceship. The next line says, Some distracted staff are walking into glass panels designed to foster collaboration. (laughs) Wow. Like birds do. Yeah. I'm going to say real. Let me pull up this article because it talks about how uh, many Apple staffers, as you might imagine, are glued to their iPhones, the product they help invent. Oh, these nerds. (laughs) And so they're just walking into glass. And then, uh, let's see here. Have you all ever done that? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Not this this week. Did it shatter? Uh, Well, so you know Steve Jobs was all about simplicity and design. He hated anything that was unnecessary in the design of any type of product. There's there's like multiple stories like he the the glasses that he wore had the most minimal frame possible, basically no frame, just like a tiny thin arm on each side and glass and like a little connector. Uh, he one time refused to wear a uh, a breathing mask because he thought it was a terrible design. And he just like threw a fit to the nurses because it was just like a it was, it was poorly designed. And so the campus is supposedly like just seamless glass. There's like no frame, so it's just glass everywhere. The, like the glass walls, and I'm sure there's like glass conference rooms, and there's just no frame. It's all glass. Yeah, the article goes on to say that um, Apple staff are often glued to the iPhones they help popularize. And that's resulted in repeated cases of distracted employees walking into the pan uh, panes of glass. Uh, some staff, and this is my favorite part, 
Some staff have started to use post-it notes on the glass doors to mark their presence. However, the notes were removed because they detracted from the building's design. Mm. Yeah, it does seem like it defeats the purpose of the seamless glass walls. Yeah, people are speaking off the record uh, to Bloomberg Technology. Oh, which man, I, whistleblowers. I'm going to go ahead and say this is real, huh? This is real. Yeah, Mike, is, is Mike real has said this is real from the top. <laughs> Dave is bringing some jokes. Um, anyway, I thought that was good. It's a, it's a good read. Check it out. And then, um, honestly, when you read, so I wasn't aware of their their campus, their the glass thing. So when you said spaceship campus, I was like, are these assholes trying to do some kind of like orbiting thing in like ten years? Like, yeah, it's the new uh, SpaceX Apple collab with Elon Musk. See, I was like, that's unnecessary. Only Just learn here. You can <laughs> learn here on Earth, right? Maybe you can't. I can't. Fuck. <laughs> I never learn. Okay. Uh, one more DM. Just a reminder: you guys can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at Dudes Doing Biz. We'll get everybody's uh, personal socials at the end. Hey, dudes! My parents gave me the legal name Rowdy. Should I change middle, it to a more business name. professional name to help with my employment, or does it even matter? Thanks. The legal middle name. Correct. Come on, Mike. Well, you don't have to write it all out on your LinkedIn or on your. You know my middle name. Uh, can we? Let's guess. What's give us a, a letter? No, first letter. That's that'll make it too easy. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and say it's Jeremiah. What? Francis. No. That's Ashley's middle name. That's really weird. yeah. I like that name for a girl. Yeah, Francis with, with the E. Franny. Uh, it's Patrick. But that point being, Joseph Patrick. But point being, Joseph Patrick. I don't know any of your fucking middle names. Be more Irish. I know. Yeah, those are yeah, Irish and biblical. Like just bring it. I like that. Rowdy is a tight name though. Yeah, dude. How did where, where like did that come from? Days of Thunder. Where where did your parents come up with this? You know what I bet it is. I bet his parents are huge Cowboys fans. The Cowboys mascot, who sucks, by the way, is named Rowdy. Yeah, he's a trash he's a, mascot. He is a <laughs> Maybe they're big fans of Rowdy Gentlemen. That's quite possible. So Though I would imagine. Old. Kid, yeah, this yeah. kid's six. <laughs> kids are getting, they're getting into business younger and younger. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say don't change your name. Actually, you should probably just go by your middle name. Yeah. Rowdy Rowdy. what I would do. Hopefully your last name's Johnson, because Rowdy Johnson's a great name. Or gentlemen, that would be that would be quite the coincidence. You could sue us, probably, right? Uh, I'm not the legal guy. I mean, if it, it, honestly though, Change if it name, if it <laughs> if it makes him uncomfortable, I don't think there's anything wrong with changing it. But just you, like Joe said, you could just just put an R period or don't yeah. put your middle name. Yeah, I, yeah, you're fine. And it's a good story. Like, if you're ever at a networking event and you find yourself in an awkward conversation, just throw that fun or fact Or you could change your middle name to something even more aggressive, like Dragon or something. Dragon. Raptor. The, Raptor. It just doesn't seem very <laughs> problematic being your middle name. Yeah. I think you should add a second middle name, and that be Gentleman. Nope. And sue. if you show us the legal thing, we will sue you. We'll send you a we'll That'll send you a beer him. sleeve. Yeah, beer sleeve. Some works stickers, like that, maybe. Micah. We could send him a mouse pad. Yeah, hit up Micah for a mouse pad for sure. Huh? That's fun. I'm I w- I'm interested to know the rest of his name. I'm gonna. It's gonna keep me up at night unless I take melatonin. Apparently. <laughs> hey. Uh, then you'll then you can lucid dream about his name. I've been lucid dreaming about this man I've never met named Rowdy. 
don't even, that's know, I don't even know if it's a man. It's true. And it would be cooler if it was a girl. I like that. <clears throat> so, great segue into this, Joe. What are you working on? Working on good stuff. So, um, we're kind of working on kind of uniting the e-commerce and media efforts down in Grand X land these days. And I'm kind of diving in headfirst into that. Um, so, you know, just kind of making the Grand X ecosystem better every day. Lots of strategery. What do you got? What's on your plate? Uh, I know we, we got are, a move coming up. Yeah, this, this coming week might be our last week ever in the current office. And then we're going remote for a couple of weeks and we're moving into the brand new office. Mm. So there's a lot of bullshit that needs to be done to um, make sure we clear everything out of these places and get it all prepared for the new spot. Same. I've got to, uh, I've got to figure out all where all my stuff is because I've, I've got it scattered about in each of our three office buildings here. Um, but yeah, preparing for the move. We got to coordinate where we're going to be doing some podcasts because we're still going to bring you the podcasts. You know we have to do it to you. Nothing's changing there, but we might be doing them from maybe Micah's pool house, maybe uh, some coffee shops. I kind of want to do the Connor Moore Pleasure Monkey style native hostel pod because I like that place a lot. It's a cool vibe, and they seem like they're cool with uh, you doing podcasts there. So that's what I'm working on. That and we got Saved by the Brunch March 10th, Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, from 10 to 2. At Deep Eddie Pool Burger, brought to you by Natty Light. So look out for that. There's a write-up on the site about it right now. Go check it out. And uh, if you're thinking about coming there or going there, get there early. That's all I'm going to say because it's going to fill up quick because I think we had a huge turnout last year, and I expect nothing but the same for this year. Also check out Touching Base's Instagram account and Dave's interview with Sergio Garcia and also, I don't think we mentioned the the other one, which was Sage Northcutt, Super Sage, noted UFC fighter. Um, Mike is a super fan of Super Sage. He sure is. It's your he's your favorite UFC fighter. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, he is. After yesterday, mm. a great interview, great guy. He seems like the smiling. nicest human on the planet. I possibly. think that's true. And he just murders people in an octagon. He, yeah, he's he's an okay fighter. Hopefully so. When we, this this will be about when this drops, it'll be about five hours after the. That's true. We'll know. Latest we'll know how he did. Go, uh, but go listen. There's like a, a little mini pod on the Touching Base feed where the Touching Base guys, including Dave and Micah, do a little interview with, with twenty minutes. Sage. Twenty yeah. minutes with Super Sage. Worth I a would, listen. It's an easy easy listen on the way home today. Yeah. Find out what other fruits he has ripped besides apples. Ooh, little little cliffhanger. Yeah, little teaser. All right, remember to subscribe to this podcast. Leave us five stars. Leave us a nice review. And remember, send us your questions at dudesdoingbiz on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, oh, yeah, our hotline number again, 888-88-DUDES. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week.